0: Welcome back, everybody. This is Colleen O'Grady, the host of the Power Your Parenting Moms with Teen podcast. This is the 11th episode in my Dial Down the Drama series, which comes from my book, Dial Down the Drama, Reducing Conflict, Reconnecting with Your Teenage Daughter, A Guide for Mothers Everywhere. You can find this book at Amazon and Barnes & Noble in all the bookstores. And even though I wrote this book for moms of teenage girls, it applies to teenage boys also. One mom who'd taken my Power Your Parenting program had both a a son and a daughter, and she told me that these principles really helped her more with her son because he was actually more of the drama king. Remember that early adolescence isn't just high school. It starts as early as age nine, sometimes eight, and it applies to tweens, too. Head over to ColleenOGrady.com, And I have a gift for you. You can get a free download of one of my chapters from Dial Down the Drama. Today I'm going to share some ideas and takeaways from my 11th chapter, How to Recapture Your Life. So what do I mean by how to recapture your life? Well, you could say it this way, how to reclaim your life. Do you feel like you have lost some parts of yourself? Do you feel like your family is more in control of you than you are? Well, that's what I mean. I think so often it our families give us their to-do list, and they run off, and we are spending all our time running around doing errands trying to meet all of our family's demands. But then we end up saying things like, I don't feel like myself. I feel like I'm my daughter's personal assistant. I feel like a mother machine. It's just not working for us. And it's not working for your family because if everyone is driving your life but you, you are going to resent your life. Kind of the image I have, and I talk to my moms about this, and I know it's kind of goofy, but you know in The Wizard of Oz when the scarecrow is laying on the ground and all the straw is just scattered all over the place, it's like he had to kind of draw in and stick the straw back into himself before he could move forward on his journey down the yellow brick road. And that's what I kind of feel like, moms, we're just scattered. All the parts of us are scattered all over the place. And so this chapter really is a gives you the tactics to gather up those lost parts of yourself so you can get, move forward on your journey. In the beginning of my chapter, I talked about the powerless parenting messages and one of them is it's selfish to pay attention to me. And I talked about how we needed to turn that around and make it a powerful parenting message and why it's crucial to pay attention to you. Now you you may believe that's true and you may know that's true. We all know at some level why it's important to take care of us when we've heard the airplane illustration a million times about putting the the oxygen mask on our face first. But I think what really is a problem is really the the logistics. So how do we make that happen? Because most of us have plates that are just jam-packed. I would like to say our our plates are overflowing with to-do lists, and our family is dumping their leftover things on our plate, and we just have a lot to do. And we're driving around, and we're shuttling kids, and we've got all the rest of our family and our parents and our responsibilities, a job, trying to save money for college, aging parents, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And that's just a normal life. And that's why so many moms just resign that this is just how life is. Nothing can be done about this. I'm just going to have to suck it up. I'm just going to have to push through this. And, you know, maybe in four or five years or six years, then maybe I can get my life back. Here's the deal, Mom. You need to get your life back now. Your daughter needs you. Your family needs you. They need you to be full of energy. They need you to be a model for what healthy adulthood looks like. So moms, you don't want to resign and just say this is how life is. What you're missing, I know it seems impossible, but what you're missing is a strategy. So we're gonna go back to intention, clarity. What do you really want for you and for your family and for your daughter? So where we're gonna have to start is how to prioritize the life you want. And why do we need to prioritize? Well, we know that on some level, but what happens is when we're moving at 100 miles per hour, we see 5,000 things on our to-do list, and we act like those 5,000 things are of equal importance, and they're not. It's going to take a strategy to sift through what is really worthy of our time. So where I start in this chapter is be the CEO of your life. And what I mean by that is that you want to take complete responsibility for your own happiness and success. And to do this, you have to stop blaming your daughter, your husband, your partner, your parents, your work, everybody, your neighbor, for being absolutely miserable. To think like a CEO means that we have hope. We, we know that we can influence the future. We know that people are counting on us. We know that we have power to change things. We know that we matter. We know that if we invest time looking at the big picture, that we can go from point A to point B. So a good CEO mom takes time to evaluate her life through questions like just simple questions, but what's working and what's not working? You know, for yourself and for everyone in your family, am I taking care of myself? Where do I need to take care of myself? How can my family run more smoothly? What can I change? How can I make it more efficient? Where am I spending my time? Is my time aligned with my priorities? Is my schedule aligned with my priorities? These are really, really important questions. And a tool that I go into in depth in my book, and I'll just kind of go over it generally right here, is I talk about using the priority pie assessment tool. And simply, the priority pie kind of divides up all your activities into four different quadrants. And one is what is important and energizing. Two is what's important in draining. Three is normal, everyday task. And four are the time wasters. So the important in energizing, the first quadrant, is everything that's really, really important to you. I mean, this is the stuff that you would would want to look back on your life and say, I'm so glad that I spent my time doing these things. So it's what makes you really feel energized, loved, alive, it brings out those positive emotions like joy, gratitude, happiness, delight, love. It, they replenish your blessings, you know, and, and some of them are challenging, but they're worth it because it's like you, you just feel amazing when you accomplish things. The second quadrant is about what's important in draining. And so these are the things, they really are important, and you need to do them and they really do drain you. So that might be helping your daughter with homework, getting your own work done. And you really are the only one who can get that stuff done. So the third, the third priority is the normal everyday tasks. So the first two, the important things that give you energy and the important things that are draining, are kind of on the upper upper level of the quadrant and the lower level of the the quadrant is the normal everyday tasks. And these are the things that we moms do a lot of, which are all the to-do lists and a lot of the everyday, someone said the damn dailies. It's the things that we have to do over and over and over again. And these are not things that we're going to remember at the end of our life. They're not going to bring us joy. It's the stuff we just have to do. And then the last one is the time wasters. And we might say, you know, I'm so busy. I don't waste any time. But sometimes the time wasters are obvious, and sometimes they're a little bit more hidden. So I'll tell you one of mine. One of my time wasters is... When I'm really tired, I'm exhausted, I'm looking at Facebook late at night, and I know I'm wasting time when I start to look at everyone's pictures. And there's nothing wrong with Facebook, but time wasters is when time is undefined, and it just goes on and on and on. Um, I have been known, telling all my secrets, to watch a few episodes on Netflix, and that is a total time waster, especially when it keeps me up late and then it's hard to get up and it, it messes with my next day. But some time wasters are a little bit more hidden, which is that we walk around in such a state of exhaustion that we really aren't intentional with what we're doing. We're not really being productive. We're doing a lot of things, but we're not making any progress. I think anxiety, stress, anger, I think anytime we're emotionally flooded, shame really is a time waster because we stop functioning at our best. Here's what I noticed. Here's like the conclusion, the cliff notes of this, is most moms live in the bottom quadrant of the priority pie. And if you do that, you are not going to be very happy and you're not going to be enjoying your life and you're going to be missing the blessings because the blessings really lie in the first priority. And so you, the important things that give you life. And so to get those, you're going to have to strategize and get in control of your schedule because these things are the ones that get bumped off the list. So we end up spending all our time on the stuff that we don't like to do, the laundry, the shuttling. And, you know, it's funny when I talk to moms, it's like it's really hard to let go of some of this stuff. Like i talk to a mom is like, well, I, I can't let anyone do my laundry because I'm the only one who can fold it a certain way. So we have all these little reasons why we can't give up really the less important things and we miss out on the quadrant that we really, this is what we dreamed about when we were kids It's like, when I grow up, I want these things, but but because we're so busy, we bump out the most important things in our life that energizes, that give us that joy and it helps us do all the other stuff. So one tool I talk about in the chapter is scheduling your treasures. So scheduling your treasures is directly related to the quadrant one in the priority pie. And like moms, when I, when I talk about, well, why don't you do something for yourself? Oh, my gosh, well, I get, you know, I get my manicure. Well, that's not quadrant one. Qua- uh, manicure is not going to give you energy, maybe a tiny bit. But that's not what I'm talking about. So first of all, it's going to take some strategy and time and reflection to even identify what is in that quadrant. What really does give you life? What's really important? What gives you energy? So let me tell you about some of my treasures. Some of my treasures are hanging out with my daughter, having Sunday night dinners with my parents, riding my bike, running with my dog taking time to meditate and pray, having a relaxed dinner with good friends, and just reading a good book, writing a blog, doing something creative. Now, it's your turn. Why don't you spend a few minutes and write down all the treasures that are important to you? So make a commitment today. Take 10 minutes and just write out your treasures So what it looks like for me to get my treasures in my schedule is that I treat them as important as anything else on my to-do list. And I schedule when I'm going to go to yoga. I schedule when I'm going to go see a friend. I schedule time with my daughter, with my parents. It's in my schedule, and it's not seen as less important than anything else. In fact, I know in some ways it's more important than anything because it's quadrant 1 it's what's going to give me my energy once i have the quadrant 1 stuff in in my schedule then then i am happy to do kind of the draining stuff cuz i've taken care of myself first what we we typically do as moms is we think we don't have time for that stuff so we just we just do everything in the bottom quadrant of the priority pie And we're just not having fun. And we have this kind of false idea that if I can get rid of everything that's really boring and draining off my to-do list, then maybe, maybe I can get to quadrant one stuff. And I'm here to really challenge that mentality because this is why if you're not enjoying your life right now, if you're stressed, anxious, and just a little bit resentful, this is probably why. And, okay, so some of you may be thinking, you know, I just, I still, I don't have time. I mean, that sounds really nice, but I work full time. I'm a single mom. And, well, I am too. And so, yeah, it's challenging, but you can do this. And you have to kind of not go into all or nothing thinking. And meaning that if you spend a dinner with a friend, that doesn't mean that you're, you know, slacking on the rest of your life. It actually is going to give you energy to do some of the stuff you don't want to do. Part of the strategy that I go into in this chapter is we've got to sort through those 5,000 things that's that's on our to-do list and see what really is important and what are things that we can just say no to. Like, I'll have moms say, I feel so guilty, but I have you know I have to give up this volunteer job. I don't even like it. But sometimes you're saying no to something good so you could say yes to the best. And you want to be able to say yes to the best and let go of the, of the good sometimes. We have to make some hard decisions. To do this, we need to have time to plan. So when you're busy, you may feel like, I don't have time to plan, however, You plan other areas of your life. So as a CEO of your life, you can book business meetings for yourself to plan the life you want now and in the future. And so I go into four different ways you can do that. But I would say, just to start off with, you want to have at least a meeting once a week to look at your schedule and schedule your treasures, what you can say no to, where you can delegate, Another skill that we need as moms is we need to ask for help. You know, we complain a lot of times that it's all on our shoulders, and it doesn't have to be. We we can get help. And I don't mean that you have to spend a lot of money because, you know, I, you don't have to be rich to do this. Sometimes asking for help is asking your friend, maybe your kids to do stuff, and... um you know, you. I was telling you in the beginning about the, this mother saying that she felt like she was her daughter's personal assistant. You know, you might get someone to be your personal assistant. And if you just even had someone for two hours a week and like a college kid and you paid them 10 to $15 an hour and they could do some running around for you, then you could spend some time doing something more important. So that can take some creativity. And so that's why you need these times to plan and brainstorm what's working, what's not working. How can I get even an hour? An hour could really change how you feel about your week. So when I was writing this chapter, I thought, how can I help these busy moms? What, What am I not seeing? And then I started thinking of, what would happen if we got rid of all our false obligations? So what do I mean by that? It's all the stuff we do because we feel guilty. We do so much stuff motivated out of guilt and not because we want to. And it's stuff that we don't even really need to do, but we just kind of feel guilty if we don't. So this takes more reflection and thought to name these things. But if you can identify that... You can get out of what someone said, I feel trapped in an invisible prison. And sometimes we are the ones who create that prison. So we can get out of that prison by identifying what are some of the false obligations. We really do have a choice in these. So what are some of those? Well, they come from the shoulds in our life. I should do this. I should do that. I should cook dinner every night of the week. I should be willing to drop everything every time my needy friend calls. I should volunteer at school. I should send out Christmas cards. I should be available for my boss, partner, daughter, anytime he or she needs me. And when you realize, you know what? I don't need to be really available for my drama sister or my drama daughter every time they call. Maybe I could just talk one time a week one day a week, making those decisions is going to free you up big time. I had a mom recently just say, you know, it's, it's really this, this friend, she's so needy. And I was trying to make her my best friend, but I realized that she was draining all my energy and I should be her friend. Well, she realized No, she didn't have to. She could kind of back that off and not spend so much time and be there and talk to her a couple hours a day because of this and that. So getting rid of those shoulds is going to just free your life up. So I would definitely make some time to ask yourself that that question, where are my false obligations? Where do I feel guilty? And maybe you start with the guilt. What do I feel guilty if I don't do these these things? All right, well, we're coming to the end of our podcast. And I gave you a couple assignments, and um, I really encourage you to do that. Because I really want you to spend more time in that first quadrant and to really spend your time doing things that are important and things when you look back on your life and you can say, I did not miss these years with my daughter. All right, I look forward to talking with you next week. You've been listening to Power Your Parenting Moms with Teen Podcast. Be sure and go to ColleenOGrady.com for more helpful resources. You can also get a free chapter from my book, Dial Down the Drama. Or join me on Facebook at Colleen O'Grady, Power Your Parenting. I'm there every single day. If today's podcast was helpful, go to Amazon.com or Barnes & Noble, and you can order my book, Dial Down the Drama, Reducing Conflict and Reconnecting with Your Teenage Daughter. I will talk to you next week.